0: There. Good morning, 443 listeners. Thank you for joining us for this Chelsea Spurs podcast special. I recorded something for you last night, but when I listened back to it, I think I was a little tired and sounded like I was drunk. Uh, So, me and Reese are going to do two separate sections in this. Um, I'm going to go first on my thoughts on the game. Uh, To be honest with you, I thought this was an exciting game. I wasn't as up on it as like a Tim Howard, but it was a good game. It just kind of seemed like Chelsea was a little hapless to me. Um, and Spurs were a little too amped up for this game. Um, the uh, yellow at 18 minutes for Adogi was pretty deserved. I mean, it was honestly looked closer to a red to me. Um, that disallowed Sterling goal was something of beauty, the way he handled Romero after he went off that violent conduct um, card on him. Uh, sorry, not sorry, I wasn't carded, it was there looking at it. Um, this game was really intense, it was a good, proper London Derby. Um, we'll hear from Reese, and he it took a lot out of him for me. I've actually watched this game twice, uh, once while I was on, while I was trying to work, and the second time at uh, after dinner to try and get this ready for you to podcast. Uh, but. The thing that turned this game for me was Romero. I always thought he was a little too aggressive. He reminded me of Gran Xhaka, uh, where he would just go in way too hard on these uh, on the other players. And I was just like, oh boy. It finally caught up. Well, it's always caught up to him. But this really undid the Spurs long term at the uh, when he got his, yellow, his red, which was a deserved red. I was a little shocked that Ange got a yellow. Um, I get he was getting upset uh, and I thought the referees acted a little bit I would have given him a warning before I gave him the yellow but maybe I missed the warning he got and the other thing that came out of the first half before coming out 1-1 um, besides that uh, amazing goal from Spurs and that way too long goal from Caicedo that took forever was that I really feel bad for Spurs long term as an Arsenal fan i shouldn't be saying this but watching madison and Vanderben go out i mean they have some big games coming up and i'm a little worried that this is going to affect them long term um depends on how long until we, we get madison back come up with the romero suspension for your next game or two you're probably going to have two players or three players out three spinal players for this team and it was it kind of sad um But going into the uh, halftime, I mean, everyone was up on this game. And it really didn't even get cooking for me until that slapping fight between Caldwell and Saar. I thought was pretty interesting. I was just like, wow, they're just like getting into it. I mean, I always thought there were going to be hands on throats and this was going to be another ejection. Uh, And the other thing was tactically, I didn't understand what... um, the Spurs manager, Ange Pastakopoulou, was attempting to do at the end of the game. I know he had comments afterwards that said that they just play their high line. That's what they do. But if I was being asked to play a high line when we were down and barely scrapping together and Son was trying to win us the game, I wouldn't want to lose the game at the back myself. Uh, but, I mean, I was just like, what? I couldn't understand. that At one point, I think I saw 10 or t- players on the halfway line uh, during the match towards in like the 80th minute. And I was just like, huh. Okay, I mean, if they win it, then it's good. But then um, what happened to Chelsea in the first half happened to Spurs. They just started getting cut through like butter after that second red. Uh, or sorry, the second yellow that caused the red. And the most unconvincing hat trick from Nico Jackson I've ever seen was I was just like, like people were like, oh, Eddie got lucky on the hat trick. I was just like, yeah, the Spurs just gave ran out of steam and he just like walked through them three times. <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, very good Monday game. I wish it hadn't been on Monday and had capped off the Sunday after that Luton-Liverpool match. Um So I thought it would have been a little bit of a bookend on that. Um, Reese is going to talk now about his thoughts on the Derby. He's a lot more invested in it than me, so let's get in to see what he has to say. I don't know
1: if this is going to be the intro uh, or not to the uh, special episode we're dropping with you guys or not, but welcome to the 443 podcast. Um, this game just took everything out of me. Uh, it completely drained me of all life, uh, not only because, you know, it being a London Derby simply because VAR, again, has completely confused my mind, uh, altered everything I know about uh, the rules of this game, because um, both sides, man, uh, for both teams, it was just completely a lost cause. Uh, the ref lost control of the game, much like the referee in the Arsenal Newcastle lost control of the game. Um, I don't know if the Christian Romero was an actual red card penalty. Uh, I think it was a foul. I think if you're anywhere else on the pitch, that's a foul. Um, But that was obviously the big turning point in the game. I feel like when Udogi first put in that two-footed tackle, uh, that only got him a yellow card, which I think is fair. Yellow cards fine. Um, It was really wasn't high enough, but when you get two, um, or sorry, when you get a foul in the box like that and. Romero just goes high. I feel like that's at least a minimum of a yellow. Um, slow motion may have depicted it to make it look like it was a red. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what a game, man! Um, Tim Howard said in the halftime slate that this is probably the best forty-five minutes he's seen um, of football in the last couple of years. I don't know if what we watched was football or if it was the WWE in the first half because it just felt like bodies were flying. Um, Shout-out to the Spurs fans. I mean, they, they they were almost like a 12th man for this team, you know, even when they were down to nine men. Um, I'll jump into Chelsea in a moment here because they just uh, – just another poor performance. But starting with Spurs, uh, great resilience, man. Uh, I know the scoreline didn't really reflect it, but if you watch that game, you damn well know that this Spurs team uh, played such good football for being only down to um, – nine men and uh I feel like when you see the scoreline that's just gonna depict you know a hat trick for Nicholas Jackson when he did not play great at all Uh, I think expressions said it best in his match vlog where he said he was Nicholas wax on wax off or something like that I mean that's basically the how his performance was um but man, I feel, I feel like if you're a Tottenham fan, if you're a Chelsea fan, you're just tired after that. Uh, I was literally in the middle of my office uh, at work because I'm in a call center. Every time this Chelsea team would score in the first half and had call back, I'd have to somehow explain myself to the masses of my office why I'm sitting here celebrating in the middle of an office and then just to be let down each time. Um, Oh, man, what a performance for Spurs. Bostokoglu, I feel like if, if you're going into the dress, dressing room after that game, you're almost thinking like, you know, it's hard It's hard to – of course it's a derby. It's going to hurt for the players. The ref, They will feel like the refs lost them that game. But, man, Bostokoglu has to keep this team held high because that was just a great performance. I felt like what they did uh, in terms of being nine men and having um, – still playing a high line, sticking true to what Bostokoglu wants for this team in the system – uh, I felt like that was an outstanding performance uh, to be able to hold that high of a line and still uh, only have nine men on the field. Again, I'm going to jump into Chelsea in a moment, but um, it was a very creative way to defend. Uh, usually, you see typically teams in a low block, but man, when when uh, they were into the Chelsea half and they were and Chelsea was playing around the back, you literally saw this freaking the two or three center backs for Spurs. Hold their foot, their their pivot foot on the right leg to run the other way because they were basically asking for Chelsea to make a through ball for, uh, uh you know, for them to attack on Vicario and um, I think Vicario has pretty much cemented himself as one of the top goalies in the league after that game. Again, the score line doesn't mean anything. It was it was nine men to eleven, but. Uh, I thought he was insane at Empoli, but I did not think he would be this insane, uh, especially after watching this game, man. He is outstanding, a world-class goalkeeper, I think, uh, with a great future with this team. Jumping into the Chelsea side. What the fuck, man? I, again, I am super happy as a Chelsea fan we won this game, but this team manages to put in these trash performances it's almost Manchester United-esque, but I wouldn't say it's as bad as Manchester United. But we barely won that game. I know we scored four goals, but when we scored two, there was an offside goal given for Eric Dyer, which, again, maybe a little bit controversial on whose head it came off of, but I think it was pretty clear it was on the... Um, I think it was Son who played him the header on or Poro, one of those guys. But, uh, man, I... I don't know what the deal with is with this Chelsea team. Uh, it just feels like they're still gelling together. They haven't quite figured out. It seems like they change their uh, tactics uh, every single game based on who they're playing, which is a good thing. You know, you watch film to to be able to uh, game plan for these players, but when you look at who uh, or what type of system they're running, you almost question if Celtics even had it, or not the Celtics. Chelsea even had a chance. Uh, against Spurs, especially after the first fifteen minutes of the game, um, but uh, I'd say really the best player on the pitch, uh, for Chelsea was um, uh, two. I'll give it to two players. I, I thought Thiago Silva's performance, um, although he didn't have much action, I think he was just very calm and composed as he usually is. Just a great, uh, outstanding player. Uh, if there was a Hall of Fame awards, I think Thiago Silva is a, a no-brainer personally, but um definitely, um, uh, Moises Caicedo, I thought was just, uh, phenomenal, uh, he had a couple errors in the first half, but man, that was, uh, a great performance, uh, the shot and the goal that he had that was called back, one of the three goals that were called back, um, just phenomenal from him, uh, kept the game composed, kept us organized, but, I wanna I wanna jump into uh, more into this VAR thing because um, like I said the referee just completely lost this game. Um, you look at the first uh, the first VAR review for the offside goal for Sun uh, when they should have had two. I I understand it's offside, but like. That game that is so close in inches that it's so hard to depict. I don't understand how lines make that a qualified offside, but you know I'm gonna trust the the referees' math and and camera angles that they have. And then you go to the goal that Kaisedo scores, and they're saying Jackson's in the way, which affairs an obstruction, but it went right through his legs. I wonder if Vicario if Vicario was able to see that. Why does that goal not count? Um, it felt like Vicario had good reaction to when Caicedo took that shot. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a completely crazy game. Uh, if you're a neutral in that game, I'm sure Matt's going to have some, some outstanding points, uh, being a neutral watching that game. But, um, I mean, I pretty much say this every, every week, uh, just, this is the reason why we love football. Um, for Spurs, like I said, this is just one of those you dust off and move on because they have Wolves, I think, uh, this upcoming week. I, I think they handle business, uh, as we stated yesterday in our podcast uh, for this. But, yeah, just a, just an a outstanding Hotspur team, man. And I love the way they play, and I love what is doing. Um, as for Chelsea, performance, not good at all. Uh, but I feel like that's just what we're going to have to deal with until this team gains more experience as a team together. Um, I believe they play Manchester City next, so that's just going to be another freaking... A uh, stressful, draining game for me, um, but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I feel like as a Chelsea fan, this is what you are going to get: uh, a roller coaster season with inconsistent results and performances. But finding ways to to get a result is is what mainly matters. Uh, at least for, you know, at least until January. Uh, after January, when the break is over and you've had some time with your team and on the training pitch to to gain some momentum, build some chemistry in that off time. Uh, it's good to see uh Poch was able to um come back to his old stomping grounds and take a win. Uh again, it wasn't most likely deserved for the way Chelsea played and how Tottenham played, but uh in a 4-1 result, uh Nico Jackson was not good the first 70 minutes of the game. Uh, the team wasn't good for 70 minutes of the game, honestly. Um but Thank you guys uh, for tuning in to this special episode of the 443. Again, I'm not sure if I'm the intro or the outro, but we appreciate uh, you guys tuning in up the chels, Um Shout out to the Totsman Tottenham Hotspur fans. Uh, not something to, to, to continue going over about because this is something you'll dust off. Uh, thanks again, guys, and I hope you have a good rest of your week, and we will see you guys on Sunday. Peace.
0: Thank you for that. Peace, Reese. Um, I'm just jumping back in with you guys. This is maybe the format we have to do going forward because we both can't seem to record at the same time on these important games on like a Monday or Friday so we can get you content on them so you don't have to wait until the Sunday when we can record. But um, I just want to thank Reese. I thought he did an amazing job and I would have loved to bounce off him on this game uh, because he kind of helps me coalesce my thoughts Uh, But honestly, uh, thank you for listening to us and uh, live long and watch some football, guys.